Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This your boy Johnny Vegas, host of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right away from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts and many more you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billion every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a special guest on my show. This man has played overseas basketball in Japan, in Spain, briefly played with the LA Clippers. He has a program now called D Up Basketball, dedicating to teaching the youth basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, James Christian. How you doing, my brother? What's up, brother? What's happening with you? Ah, like this good can't complain, man. Yeah, good to have you, man. It's been a while, man. I know we've been trying to schedule this for. Yeah. Couple months, but we finally got it in. You know, we here. Yeah, yeah. Schedules be bananas, you know, but hey, we here now. Exactly. One nine. Yes. One nine. Yes. We, we here now. Yes. Blessed so, to see another so. year, my brother. So how you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. Just uh, you know, grinding, hustling, trying to impact lives and mm-hmm. bless as many families and kids as possible, man. So it's 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 definitely an honor to be here. So. I appreciate the love. Definitely appreciate that love. Player. Definitely, man. It's all good, man. Appreciate you as well. So yeah, so t- tell me your story, man. I know you. I know you. You had a love for basketball since young, man. You made it all the way to the A, which some people usually don't do. You know, right. so that's an achievement in itself. So congratulations right. on that. Thank so you, where where did it all get started? Where you? Well, first of all, where you from? from? From New York City, hey. South Bronx, hey, BX, all day. You already know. <laughs> nah, I mean, um, but. Uh, to fall into that, the reason why I got into basketball is because my father, mm-hmm. um, he died when I was five years old. Right. So I've been playing since I was six years old. Six years old. So I got into basketball mm-hmm. to get the death of my father off my mind. I'm sorry. And um, how did he pass? If you don't mind me asking. Actually, uh, he had a. He was heroin. Right? It was heroin. It was a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Right? Heroin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, rocking with that is serious. I see. You feel what I'm saying? And, and, and it was crazy because I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so ill because, um, I'll tell you something briefly that was crazy. Mm-hmm. It's because um, I was told um, he died of a heart attack. That's what my family, because I'm the baby. Right. So they just said, your father died of a heart attack, which mm-hmm. actually was the truth because, you know, the heroin. It stopped so, the heart. Right. It stopped the heart. So it, it, it caused a heart attack for him, mm. uh, which was actually true. Mm. And they told me that because I'm the baby baby. My youngest sister, eight years older than me, right? I right. got three sisters. I'm the baby baby, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the family told me that. 
So, probably, how old were you at this time? I was. He he died when I was five. When you were five, right, okay. right. So this was the ill part about it. Mm. They told me that, and that's what it was. Mm. Bullshit, you not literally. I would say probably about maybe eight years ago. Mm. I'm sitting with my family in the living room. And we just talking. Right. Right? Yeah. And one of my sisters was like, well, yeah, well, you you know, when dad died from heroin or overdose, I'm like, what? Whoa. Wait, what you just say? So from because, the age of five to eight years right. ago, you was in, you didn't even know. I how thought you, it was just a heart attack. Oh, like he had right. a bad heart and it was a heart attack. They forgot to tell me once I got old enough to handle it. Right. Right, it was like because at a young age, I, they think I wouldn't understand my right. heroin, the drugs, the overdose. I wouldn't understand that, but just a heart attack. People have heart attacks and they die. You yeah, hear bad yeah. heart, something like that. Right, right. So that fucked me up. Like that blew my mind for weeks, man. I was like, as an adult, I was like, oh man, crazy. Right. I, I, I'm just like, trying to picture how the conversation went. After that, like after you found out, wait, what? And then what happened after that? And they're like, oh, you didn't. And they forgot that they never told me what actually happened to him. Wow. Is that not ill? That's mind-blowing, man. That was, like, man, you shit. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I, me, I probably would have just left for the day for that. And, I was and done just, for weeks, man. Oh, I, man. It just blew my mind because I never... Imagine my father mm-hmm. doing drugs. Mm-hmm. I knew they, my mom and my dad may have smoked some weed or something. Right. But I never, you you know, imagine my dad shooting up any of that vibe because, I mean, I was only five. I didn't have that many years with him, but the years that I can remember was dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it was cool. So it was like, so to get back to the story, mm-hmm. um, that's how I got into basketball. But what lit the fire for me mm-hmm. in a crazy way for basketball mm-hmm. was this coach. Okay. Um, it was that same year. Mm-hmm. It was my first year ever playing basketball. And I remember I scored two points the whole season, right? Oh, I thought you were just a quarter. It no, I scored season. two points the whole season. And you got to start the, somewhere. <laughs> hold on, it was the last game of the year. Right. And I finally scored. And i never forget this. The coach came up to me mm. at the end of the game and said, you know what, maybe you should think about playing another sport. Damn. My G, I was devastated. I was because you gotta understand the only reason why I was there was to, to do something you. to help me get the death of my father off my mind. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I couldn't understand why a grown ass man would tell a little kid something like that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and but what it did, it lit a fire. So I remember, I went back and I practiced and practiced and practiced and I shot and I dribbled and I practiced. Just kept. Practicing, mm-hmm. shooting jumpers. I would put his face up there on the basket like I was hitting his, mm-hmm. <laughs> hitting, hitting, hitting his face with the ball every time I make it. The, like, the coach face? Right, right. I was visualizing <laughs> There it, you right. go. Like I'm just doing and practicing and working, right? Yeah. So that next year, that next year, I went back that next season. And 
I became a starter, and I made the all-star team. Mm. And it's been like history ever since. I never, I never stopped. But I was just so disappointed that a grown man would tell a little kid something like that. Yeah. To tour their dreams, whatever the case may be. Mm. And it was just mad disappointing. But it, but that was the spark that lit the fire. Well, yeah, man, you needed yeah. to hear that. I mean, it's sad that it was those words that took it, you know. But, hey, look at you now, you know right. what I'm saying? He's probably still back there coaching, or if not, <laughs> probably right. 9 to 5 right. in it, you know what I'm saying? So. Right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just right. saying though, you're doing way better. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. It was a blessing with it. And then, um, as I progressed, what really added gasoline to the fire because you know, once my father died, mm-hmm. I had to become the man at the house at six years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm the only boy and the youngest, mm-hmm. so I had to grow up mad fast. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I understood. At a very, very young age, that my mother mm. was not going to be financially able to send me to college. Mm. So, once I understood that, all I did is maximize my blessing. Right. That's all I did. I realized God blessed me with this gift to play basketball, so I chose to maximize it and work and mm. work and work. Because I don't want my mother to have to get two or three jobs just to get enough money to try to send me off to college. Mm-hmm. So if I can help avoid all of that by maximizing my blessing and getting a scholarship, then why not? Why take that pressure off your mother? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was the other gasoline that kept the fire going because I don't want her to have to worry about that right. whatsoever at all. So you ended up getting a scholarship. Right, right, right. Right. Okay, that's right. what's up, man. So it's from high school, and then you got the scholarship from high school mm-hmm. to go to college. Right. That's cool. What, what high school? So Taft. Taft High School. Taft? Yep. Ooh! <laughs> it was wild in Taft, man. I heard some stories. I seen Taft on the news. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was real. Yeah, I already know. But, and what college? It was the University of Iowa. Mm. All guys, Big Ten, baby, Big Ten. Okay, okay. <laughs> so tell me that journey from when you were, when you went to college and started playing ball, got your own scholarship, congratulations on that, to where you actually got the opportunity to get to the overseas market and start balling professionally. Um, just just the just the hard work and and I didn't want to stop, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't blessed enough to get drafted, mm-hmm. so. You know, we had to go that route, the overseas route. So how does that work? You know, like when you try to get drafted, things don't work out, then you take the overseas option. Like how does it work? Who well, you get an agent. Okay. An agent, that, uh, agent is representation. And if uh, no NBA teams is calling at that time to bring you in to work out, mm-hmm. to county binds or anything like that or what, whatever, then you look at um, the overseas market. Okay. Which... which uh, Pays nice there too, mm-hmm. um, but you're just not playing in the states. That's mm-hmm. the part. It can pay nice, but you're not paying in the states, and you're away from your fam, and it's it could be tough. Is it the same as like? Is it treated the same as how we treat the NBA? Like as a professional sport, is glorified as like mm-hmm. you know uh, out there for yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. it's like what well, the Lakers or the Clippers and what the NBA would be. It's the same thing there, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, yeah, but you just have an agent, and and then they send film out. They see film on you, and then they uh, the coaches, you you know, hey, we we want this kid, and we put together a deal, and you know, you go. 
Yeah. And you do your thing, and the thing about that back back then, you you're only allowed to have two Americans on your team, mm. right? Because mm. they feel like we was the elite, right? Okay. So we're the elite coming over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the NBA and the states, you, you you know every everybody was a little bit behind in basketball right. overseas. So when we're coming over, we're advanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they couldn't have. You can have a team with five Americans, and like it would be unmatched. Yeah, exactly. So each team would be able to have an like even chance. Two American cap, that's it. Mm. But they uh they pay you nice, but they work you to death. Mm. They they like you gonna come out the game. They like you a robot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you don't know what they could be saying and everything, mm-hmm. but you just know they be like, we gonna get you the ball. Like it's like and move. It's really kinda yeah. like that. Like they code like just get you the ball. Mm. And stuff. So um um yeah, so that's how that process works from that stand standpoint as well. So mm. um, Okay, yeah, it's similar to the acting business. Um, you know, you get an agent, you send a demo reel, they they send it off to the directors and if the directors like you they call you in for the audition and if they like you they book you. They pay you, so right. it's, it's similar. That's cool. That's cool that it's that simple to do. Well, I mean, I'm sure getting an agent not simple. They gotta believe in you, of yeah. course. Just yeah. like just, just like the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You people gotta want to represent you, and and you want a good agent that's not known for shady deals. And have you ever um, encountered that, like an agent with shady deals that you had to let go of? Uh, yeah, I actually encountered a, a, a agent that. Um, you know, when you overseas, mm-hmm. you know, you still have to pay taxes. Mm. And I would send the money back for it to be paid, but he wasn't paying it. And mm. uh, the IRS came after me. And Damn. I didn't even know what they were talking about. Because mm. you know the IRS don't come until like three years later. Right. Right? Mm. I don't know if everybody real, realize that. Mm. If you miss your taxes or do something shady, you're going to get away with it in year one. Mm-hmm. You're going to get away with it in year two. You're going to get away with it in year three. Four, they caught it and they owned it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So they talking about stuff with they like, what are you talking about? I handled. Come to find find out, he wasn't sending that money off, wasn't paying my taxes. So this and is over I three years. To. He wasn't. Right. So that means he was pocketing money for three years from you. Yep. Ooh. So I so I had to pay and they like you 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 can sue him but couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. He gone. Wow. Which is a good thing. Yeah, for real. It was a, it was a good thing. So, but uh, yeah, so couldn't sue him. Mm. The IRS like that might have nothing to do with us. Mm. We want our bread. Yeah, we'll go out to him. Right. His name not on it. If his name was on it, we we'll go out to him. Your name is on it. Mm. So it was your responsibility to follow up to make sure he was doing what he was supposed to do on your behalf. Right. So we can't give you a break because you paid him the money. We see the money was sent. But the money wasn't sent to us, so as far as we're concerned, there's no money. Yeah, so you owe us pretty much. Oh, yeah. It wasn't no cut, no deals. It wasn't none of that. So, uh, I mean, life is real. You live, you learn. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, luckily you don't have to go through that now, knowing the business, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody, I'm sure, has those trials and tribulations, you know, learning as they come up, right. you know. But, hey, you live and you learn. Yes. So, okay, so from there... How did the L.A. Clippers opportunity happen? Well, the Clippers situation, because I was in, I was in Osaka, Japan, mm. 
for three years. Okay. Right? And then um, I was in Barcelona, Spain for four to five years, right? Okay. So working, mm. working, trying to get that opportunity. Mm. Finally got that chance. Mm. Finally got that invite and into training camp. Finally got that opportunity. How did you get train, that? The same camp. way? Well, With yeah, the yeah, the Angels, yeah, the Clippers were contact and, and everything. And mm. they have summer leagues and the NBA pro-ams and mm. they have different things. But um, got invited mm. and um, got in the training camp. And um, yeah, this, that's the tough part. Then the preseason, as that goes on, be, because all the cuts have to be done mm-hmm. before regular season. Mm-hmm. So people that you see in, in preseason ain't necessarily guys that's on the team because they have a cutoff time to turn in their final roster. Mm-hmm. So all all training camp mm-hmm. and preseason is is evaluation. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, yeah. the vets is all people that's already on the contract, but really it's just an evaluation. That's why a lot of like rookies like we would have to report to training camp mm-hmm. maybe. Four or five days before the vets. Got it. Hmm. You you know what I'm saying? They didn't have to be that day because they trying to teach us to play. They already know the play. It's just a, they still get to chill a little bit. Then coming to camp, there's really no worries. Right. Okay. Right. So um 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 yeah. So uh, with their preseason and in practice, uh, I was um, under the basket. One of the guys was shooting a shot, and I was under the basket waiting for the rebound. And two of the bigs was positioning themselves for the rebound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm looking up, and one of the bigs pushed one of the other bigs. And while I'm looking up, the other big fell on my knee. And um, it tore my meniscus and ACL. Mm. And actually, the doctor said that I was lucky mm. because I was looking up. So my body was relaxed. Right. Because if I would have saw it coming, mm-hmm. I would have tensed up, and he would have fell on it, and it would have snapped my leg. <sighs> so it was a good thing. So when I, because I was relaxed, it just yeah pushed it all the way like that vibe and, and tore the yeah. ACL ligaments like that. But... um. It was. It was that. It was. It was. It was. Was it really, moment. really, it was, was it really painful? Like, did you drive over there? Ah. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was tough because, see, with the meniscus, you can bounce back anywhere like eight weeks, six to eight weeks. Mm. You can come back from meniscus in probably six to eight weeks. Mm. The ACL. Once it's that's, done, that's done. that's that's nine months, ten months to a year. Mm. Like recovery, hands down. Like no way around it. You have to really learn how to walk all over again. Damn. And it's and and it's tough. And now you're trying to get an opportunity to get on the squad, and now you damage goods. Mm. Business is business. Yeah, you become a liability. Go offer yeah. somebody good, or they're gonna take a chance on damaged goods, and because you're damaged goods now, it's like so. And the pro- process of it, so. Um, so it was it was a very dark dark time mm. in my life when that transpired because I worked so hard to get there. Right. You know the perseverance. I worked so hard to finally get that shot. 
and mm-hmm. finally did it, mm-hmm. and then have that happen, it, it, it was a tough spill, pill to swallow. It's even tough talking about it now. Well, um, when that happened, you know, like, I'm sure at that moment you didn't feel like, well, maybe this isn't God's plan for me. Mm-hmm. But at what point did you realize that maybe this is what I need to be doing, what you're doing now? Right. Well, that's, that's interesting because what I used to do in college, mm-hmm. helping kids and giving back to the kids and the community started for me in college. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this was the mindset. A lot of people was playing in summer leagues okay. in college and everything and this and that. And I always thought different. Always mm. thought out of the box. Mm. So what I did is I reached out to the North Carolinas. Mm-hmm. I reached out to Texas at the time, Nebraska, um, Duke, um, Kansas, Kentucky, like the top schools mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. Because in the summer, they have overnight camps, right? Okay. For kids. Yeah. So I wanted to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them, can I be a counselor for you guys overnight camp mm-hmm. with the kids? But this is what I knew. I knew legally the NCA approves you to get paid for working summer camps for universities. That's okay. not illegal. Okay. So, North Carolina could pay me, Duke, anybody could pay me for going to help the kids. Mm. So, they are paid nice. Yeah. Especially during the overnight, because that's like five days. Right. It's a five, it's like a week-long camp. Right, right, right. So, that's a lot of money. Mm. So, I'm a struggling college kid. Right. So, I would go get the money, mm-hmm. like I go work the camp, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens while I pick those schools is because a lot of the, the NBA wasn't filled with a lot of those um, former players. Mm. As far as like people that went to North, North Carolina was all in it. NBA and Duke and all, all this other stuff. So what would happen is um, some of the NBA guys would come back and be counselors too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And because and it's, it's Dean Smith. If he mm-hmm. say, I want you to come work my camp and do the camp, but overnight camp, you can come and be there. Right. So what would happen is, one of the main reasons why I was there outside of the kids, but, but no, I'll keep it real. The main reason was the money. Mm-hmm. And the second main reason I was there was I knew once we put the kids to bed mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock, all the counselors would get together and play. Oh, okay. So we'd be in there balling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're playing as a college kid, mm. you playing against NBA guys. Mm. You're 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 becoming friends with NBA guys. Damn boy, you what school you man, I'm gonna tell my agent to, to, to watch out for you, man. He nice. Like yeah. so then when you out there performing playing against NBA guys mm-hmm. And you getting your shit off, mm-hmm. and you scoring, mm-hmm. that gives you confidence. Right. So when you go back to playing against college kids, it's like it ain't nothing. Yeah, exactly. I, I was scoring on NBA guys. Yeah, like, yeah. Whoop, whoop, I was Dean. I was doing this. Mm-hmm. So it it was growing my game okay. because I was playing. So that was the thing. I was instead of playing the summer league, I was getting money, mm-hmm. and then I was playing against the best competition, quote unquote, in the world. That's mm-hmm. in the NBA. When the kids go to sleep for five days. Right. Oh, okay. Straight. Yeah. And then I go to the next when Duke alumni come back, we all in there balling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was it was that that was the thing. But also helping the kids, 
that grew on me. Because like yeah. I said, I was there for the money. I was there for the experience to play against all the NBA guys. Mm. But during that course, helping these kids and realizing I didn't get this type of stuff, it touched my spirit. Right. It touched my spirit. And it stuck with me. Mm. It stuck with me, and it became a passion hearing them kids' story, seeing some of these kids come from where I came from, and 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 the parents, and um, what the parents had to do to afford to get them to the camp, and mm. you, you know, some with scholarships, just so many different avenues and learning about kids, yeah, and how impactful and meaningful this is, just to take a picture with me, or just to get an autograph, or something like that, was just made they day. Their life, they always remember this, yeah. And um, it stuck with me. And I've been doing this for over 10 years. Mm. Congrats, have, man, that's dope. Yeah, I've worked with over 10,000 kids so far. Wow, yeah, excuse me. And um, I'm like super excited because honestly, I feel like God blessed me, so it's only right to bless others. That's a fact. So, uh, I, I want to give the kids a different opportunities that I didn't have growing up in New York. And that's with the program you have now, DL yes, basketball. basketball. So, so how did that get started? You know, I mean, I know you everything that motivated you to start it, but when did you actually say, okay, I'm gonna do this full time? I'm gonna make this a business. Well, it was interesting. I was partnering when I first started getting into it. I was partnering with um, a friend of mine that played in the NBA, mm -hmm. and um, um, I was. We was partners, and I was the director. Okay. And um, we we were friends. We were doing it for a, a while. So a lot of the concepts and a lot of the ideas that we would have, I would come up with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then um, after a while, I kind of noticed he was eating a little bit nicer than I was over the concepts. Mm. So... Um, what do you mean? Like getting more money from him? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was just, I mean, because his name was a little bit bigger than mine. Mm -hmm. Because he was the Houston, with the Houston Rockets and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, Who yeah, was it? So it was, I mean, we, we still cool. It was a guy named uh, uh, Joaquin Hawkins. Okay. And, um, um, and, um, yeah, great guy. Mm -hmm. good, good friend of mine. But he would tell me, though, too. Mm -hmm. He would also tell me, Jay. You should do your thing too. Mm. Like you got a lot of great like, concepts and everything too. You should do your thing mm. and everything. So um, he was always great, great friend. We've been through a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, uh, to this day, mm. um, and then, um, but it was crazy how it 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 happened. I I kind of was like, you know what? You know, I got my fam. I got my family too, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah. Um, let me do my own thing. True story. Okay. I have, throughout my life, God had blessed me with a lot of ideas, mm -hmm. a lot of concepts. Right. And I have given them away to other people. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because my mindset was just like, look, teach one, reach one. Somebody told me it's only right to bless others and help out. And if me sharing this helps benefit your life and put you in a great position, then I'm 
mind too. If you choose to break me off for doing it, then cool. If not, at least I know I impacted somebody's life in a positive manner. Mm. I was cool with that, right? Mm. But what I had to learn, some things are meant for you. Right? right. And it's meant for you. Mm -hmm. So, I remember, true story, I remember I said a prayer to God mm -hmm. and I told him, if you give me one more concept, because I kept giving them away to other people and they benefited their lives instead of me and my family's lives. Mm. So I said, if you give me one more concept, I promise you, I promise you, God, I will use it for me and my family. Mm. That was the prayer. Today, I literally went to sleep. Mm. And I woke up the next day and the whole concept of DL basketball was in my head. I'm not saying a piece of it and then we build and we add on as we go. The whole blueprint. Wow. The whole thing and all I had to do was execute it. Wow. Go from here to here to here. We're going to do boom, 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 boom. But every, when I say everything, mm -hmm. woke up everything. That is good. <laughs> Crazy testimony ever. Everything was there. Mm. Not like I'm giving you this and then you figure out the rest. No. Yeah. You're going to do this first, then you're going to go to this, then you're going to go to this, then you're going to do this. My job is to execute it and be obedient. Mm. And that's what I've been doing. That's awesome, man. So once you had the blueprint in your head, you woke up, what, what, what was the first step you had to do? You know, because I know you had to, since it's a non-profit, you had to apply for grants, you know, like the business side of it. What did yeah, you have it's, to do? It's, um, well, it's, it's, it's the, obviously the process of it, mm -hmm. and I connect with the right people mm -hmm. that knew how to pull off exactly what I needed mm -hmm. to get done for uh, Dia Basketball and Teach One Reach One Foundation. Come out of the nonprofit is Teach One Reach One Foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been around since 09. Okay. So, reach out to the right people mm -hmm. to pull it off. And um, I felt extremely confident that everything was going to fall into place because I had the right people in place mm -hmm. to pull it off. Yeah. So, I'm the type of person that's um, and this people like, but I'm the type of person that I like a lot of cot, pots cooking at once. Same, yeah. Me like too. you know, like 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 my thing is this: while we're waiting on this to go, mm -hmm. what do we know for a fact that we gonna need? Right? Mm -hmm. You you know. So I don't care if it's out of order, mm -hmm. right? Most people are like, well, why are we doing that when this ain't even done? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to need it. Exactly. So it's, if we can get that done and put it on the shelf mm -hmm. and be able to put it down when it's time, then that's less work that we got to do. We don't have to sit up here and wait for this to finish cooking in order for us to start working on the other and cooking the other food. Yeah. We can get this out, out, out the way. You can save so it's much it. more time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm -hmm. like that's the kind. People don't want to do that. Right. People, people want to, but let's get, let's just focus on this and get this done first, and then we can go for. No, but we know for a fact mm -hmm. that we're going to need flyers, we're going to need a logo, mm -hmm. we're going to need this and that. While we're waiting for this to be, we can create the logo. That's yeah. done. That's out the way. We can create the. We can do all this. The website. We can put like it's so much. We can reach out to the t-shirt guy. We what we can put everything in order and sit it on the shelf. So when right. it's time, we already got it. That's done. 
Exactly, I I agree. You know, some people just they don't have that sense of urgency, brother, or they just don't think like that. You know, they're used to doing one thing at a time. Right. Like like you said, I like to have all pots cooking, have my hand right. in different jars. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like I'm all for that, but you know, it's, it's, you just gotta accept that some people haven't experienced anything to make them like that the way that we are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you you, know, you can't and, get mad. And you get no, no, you you don't get mad. Yeah. Like, like I was just talking to. To uh, one of my mans and them because he was talking about um, the people he was talking to mm. didn't get him, didn't mm. get what he was saying. Right. right? He related to me. I got it. Mm. But he was upset that mm. he that they didn't get it. So <laughs> I told him, you know. About the giraffe, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you know about the giraffe, but mm -hmm. I had to break it down to him for him to understand. I'm like, look, you're a giraffe. They're turtles, right? Mm -hmm. You can't get mad at a turtle for not seeing your vision. A turtle can only see as far as it can see. Right. His neck can only go this and that or whatever. Mm -hmm. It can only see what it can see. Right. But your neck is nine feet long. Your vision is totally different than that turtle's vision. Exactly. Right? Yep. So you can't get mad at the turtle because it can't see your vision. Right. Its vision is what it is. Mm -hmm. So you can't get mad and do that. Mm -hmm. So the point of it all is... Stop talking to fucking turtles and talk to other giraffes. Yeah, that's a fact. Unless you're going to bring turtles to your eye level. But a giraffe but, can't physically do that. And right, right. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? Don't get mad. Yeah, they yeah. can only see what they can see. You mm -hmm. can't get mad at them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, stop talking to them about the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, talk to other giraffes. People that, like, we, like, we get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people make that mistake a lot. And then get upset and disappointed. Right. Nah, they can. Their vision is is their vision. Exactly, man. What can you do? So, uh, so through this program, the Teach One, Reach One, and Dia Basketball, you say you helped over ten thousand children. Yeah, I've, been, I've worked with over ten thousand kids so far. Wow. It's man, this it's been incredible. Mm. Just just seeing a different impact and and and, and blessings and families. That's supported and, and, and I was able to do great things with and yeah, incredible. So what's your plan for the for the children? Like what is this <clears throat> program? Like if I have my child I wanted to put him in DL basketball, like is it just teaching them the fundamentals of basketball? It since this is a dream of theirs. Right. You know, but are you or are you offering some type of you know, a uh, placement program where they can get opportunities to speak to agents or possibly, you know, get picked up by colleges or it's not even that type of age range? Oh, I'm going to tell you what, what, what we're doing, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you about the basketball. Uh, it's a basketball company for that we teach three to six-year-old boys and girls and seven to 14-year-olds the game of basketball mm -hmm. fundamentally. Mm -hmm. Right, because right now kids is kind of running amok and they're forgetting about the fundamentals. Yeah, and um, we teach them the game. Mm 
the right way. Mm -hmm. How to play it the right way. We start with the basics, the dribbling, the passing, the shooting, the jump shot. We just teach them the right way on how to play the game. This is not a league. Mm -hmm. So it's a class. Okay. Right? So it's a class. And um, they, they, they come and they participate in the drills and they're not competing against each other. This is just an opportunity for them to better themselves. Mm -hmm. We're presenting that venue for them to better themselves as, as, as ball players. Mm -hmm. and now, and then when it comes to the point, because you always have to work on your game. Mm -hmm. Always have to work on your game. Right. Always have to work on your game. Mm -hmm. You never stop wanting to get better. Right. Even if you're playing on other teams, you still want to work on your game mm -hmm. and get as much reps and drills in as possible to get better. Right. And that's the venue that we try to uh, present for kids, like an academy for them to come mm -hmm. and have an opportunity to get better and learn from people that achieve the highest level of success in basketball. Right. So we get other former NBA guys and we uh, donate our time and we do this to give back to the kids. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it's super cool. We uh, discount single parents. Mm -hmm. um, we only charge $10. Okay. And kids get to come out because the reason why I picked that number, I'll tell you about that number, mm -hmm. because a lot of people look at me crazy when I say $10 because they feel like because of my resume that I should be charging a lot more. Mm -hmm. But the mindset behind that is this. I know I could, but this is the mindset. I just didn't want kids to miss out on the opportunity to better themselves due to mm -hmm. financial reasons. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If we think back when we were shorties, when we was kids, we wanted to do something, like, I don't have all that money. So it's a lot easier coming up with $10 than $60. That's a fact. You That's know what I'm saying? Right. Parents are a lot willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. That's that. That's definitely one of the main things mm -hmm. to be able to have that opportunity, and um, it would be presented. Mm -hmm. So that's the main thing that we wanted to do with the kids in the community. Mm. Well, that's dope, man. I mean, shit. I mean, that's that's amazing, man. The things that you're doing with the kids, man. I just um. So, where do you see the company going, like in the next five years? You know, are you gonna start, yeah. you know, dealing with older? kids past 14, you know, to get those type of, um, you know, college or MBA opportunities, you know, and maybe do some type of internship program where they can, they have agents come out and mm -hmm. talk the business of basketball as opposed to just a sport? Yeah, so we're going to, with this, with the basketball, we're going to be doing uh, academies, we're going to be doing basketball camps, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're going to have teams, mm -hmm. we're going to have uh, tournaments, mm -hmm. um, we're definitely expanding everything, and we're implementing in, in different states and different cities, so mm -hmm. we have a DIA Basketball Dallas, DIA Basketball Houston, DIA mm -hmm. Basketball Chicago. The basketball in New York, like it's just going to expand. Las Vegas, Arizona, mm -hmm. Sacramento. Uh, we already have have had meetings with these cities, mm -hmm. and and we're setting up to come there and Phoenix, and so we're super excited about just expanding everything and being able to bless as many kids possible in different cities. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the goal. To it's a brand, and we're going to push it and nationally. Okay. And, and, and bless that. So as far as the high schooler, and um, 
we big on education, the tutoring pro mm -hmm. program. Um, I got my degree in criminal law, so mm -hmm. I'm big on education. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the ACT and um, the uh, ACT and the SAT, mm -hmm. we doing uh, tutoring for that as well to get the kids the opportunities. And also giving them different insight, kids as far as college. Okay. Because a lot of kids, what I've noticed with college that's athletes, mm -hmm. they kind of settle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this life, you have the right not to settle. Mm -hmm. And they feel like sometimes their back is up against the wall and they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I let them know they, they do have a choice. You just got to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I want to I give you a, a brief example. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a kid that feels and believes in his heart, mm -hmm. you just ask the kid, do you feel like you're a Division One athlete? Right? Mm -hmm. And if his answer is yes, but he has no Division One offers, mm -hmm. he only has Division Two and Division Threes, mm -hmm. what would a kid do? Kind of end up taking that Division seven, two yeah. and division three. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's cool. Right. Because they're not presenting opportunities to them. Now, for some reason, the opportunity for you to still achieve your dream and be a division one player is this. Mm -hmm. Junior college. Mm -hmm. Community college. People look at I don't know why they look down on that as like high school continuation, but it's a brilliant move. Mm -hmm. This is the thing what people don't understand about junior colleges and community colleges. If you are a senior in high school and you have passed the SAT or ACT mm -hmm. and you have over a 2.0, mm -hmm. you can go to a junior college mm -hmm. and play for one year and then you can leave and get recruited out and play for a school for three years. Mm. But if you're a senior and you pass the ACT or SAT but don't have a 2.0, mm. or if you do have over a 2.0 but didn't pass the ACT, then your, your, your junior college, you go there, you're mandated to stay for two years. Mm. You have to get your AA degree, mm. right? This is why this is important. Some coaches don't tell the kids that. So, because coaches want to win. Right. And they don't want to, if you're an elite athlete, mm -hmm. and I know that you're, on, you're really eligible to be here for one year, mm -hmm. but you don't know that because the messaging with junior college, you have to stay for two mm -hmm. and get your AA degree, then move on to a u university. Mm -hmm. That's the overall uni uh, messaging. Mm -hmm. And you're a good athlete, and I and I got a chance to win st two state titles with instead you here of instead of one. I'm not going to tell you or the other coaches that may be looking at you that think they got to wait two years to get you mm -hmm. that they can get you now. Yes, yeah, that's, that's very selfish, man. And that's there's some sad. coaches that to do that. So I try to educate the parents mm -hmm. and the kid to let him know, like. You don't have to go to a Division Two If your dream is Division One, and some kids feel like it was politics in high school, oh, my coach didn't do this for me, my coach didn't do that for me, I'll tell you what, you deserve a clean slate. 
let's contact some junior colleges because once you go to a junior college, the mm -hmm. recruiting process opens up all over again. Mm -hmm. See, if you didn't get recruited by North Carolina in high school, mm -hmm. if you go to a junior college, you're now eligible to still be recruited by North Carolina. Mm -hmm. But if you go from high school to a Division two or three or NAIA mm -hmm. school, North Carolina can no longer recruit you. You're totally off the market. Oh, wow. But if you go to a junior college, mm -hmm. You can have the opportunity and that dream of playing Division One like you want to. It's like a second chance, and you ain't got to worry about politics. Well, my coach didn't like me here. Well, you know what? This is a brand new coach. You ain't got to worry about that. You just got to prove yourself and go to work. Right. Hmm. Well, that's good that you're giving out that information, right. man, because like you said, there's a lot of people, you know, different coaches that just want to stay winning, like literally just winning the game and the championships to make them look good when this child could have had a bigger opportunity than that, you know. But, but nobody told him. Right, but nobody no, told and nobody, him. And he ended up settling. And yeah. selling himself short. Mm -hmm. And everything. Nothing's wrong with Division two, three, or NAIA. Let me be clear about that. Mm -hmm. But if you believe in yourself mm -hmm. wholeheartedly that you're a Division one player, then you got every right to go after the colleges in Division one to get that opportunity. Right. If you're like, nah, I'm more of a D2 or D3, okay then. Let's do the D2 thing then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the coaches is looking at you there. Damn, that's totally fine. But don't never sell yourself short, ever. Nah, that's a fact. Don't ever sell yourself short, ever. No doubt. For real, man. So, yeah, man, well, what can the uh, people keep up with you and watch all your um, progress with the DL Basketball and your nonprofit organization, you know? Yeah, definitely. definitely. My uh, social media uh, with DL Basketball is Facebook. Dia Basketball, D-U-P, Basketball, one word. And on Instagram and Twitter is D underscore up underscore basketball. And you can reach us there. Please support us and follow us in blessing these babies and giving them the opportunity to experience the game. We do a lot for the kids. We have players of the week. We give away free prizes. We give away NBA tickets, and we uh, we uh, bust a hundred families. Mm -hmm. That I'll tell you this: we bust a hundred families, mm -hmm. and that never been to an NBA game before. Okay. And um, I um, took them to see the Clippers, mm -hmm. and um, they wore their shirts. I got them all T-shirts. Mm -hmm. Got them. Took them down to watch the warm-ups and. Uh, get pictures and ever meet the guys. Yeah. And um I never forget this. This was this was impactful to me. Um but I remember there was a hundred families mm -hmm. that we took and um I was walking down the corridor and it was about maybe like ten or fifteen parents in a circle mm -hmm. uh huddled up talking, right? Mm -hmm. And I one of them looked up and was like, There you go right there. And they was pointing at me. They was like, yo, Jay, come here, come here. Mm -hmm. So I walked over there, right? And I'm right. like, is everything okay? Is everything fine? Y'all having a good time? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, no, this is great. We're having a great time. But we were just talking about you, and we wanted to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking like, um, okay. Like, yeah, like, here like, I am. What's like, up? What's going on? Yeah. They said, well, we were just talking, and we wanted to know, why do you do so much for us? Like, why do you do what you do for us? Mm. Like, this is amazing. Why do you do so much for us? Mm. And you know what I remember telling them? I remember telling them because one day 
my life is going to flash before my eyes. And I just want to make sure it's worth watching. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen for you. Right, for everybody. And you don't want to be, oh, Lord, I don't want to see that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You want to do what you do and impact people's lives. So when your life do flash before your eyes, it's 100% worth watching. Hey, man, that's worse to live by. My, my brother. Appreciate the James love, James Christian, man. Appreciate Thank you for coming love. on the show. Make sure you follow him, man. DL Basketball. Where, where are you holding all the... Uh, the training and everything for the kids? Yeah, we, we, we're holding it out in the city of Long Beach right now, and we're stretching out to other different cities, but right right now we're in Long Beach. So definitely uh, follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, you can email us at dubasketball, the number 11, at gmail.com as well, and we can answer any of your questions, send you whatever information that you need, and I really appreciate the love. And